The concept is basically, um, it's a contemporary take on Africanism. Um, it's a boutique hotel where we try to keep it at a very uh, intimate size. So we don't do hotels over 50 units. Um, our goal is to expand throughout the continent. Hey guys, welcome back to the Unpacked podcast where we unpack property and finance related matters. I recently came across this Hotels Outlook 2017 to 2021 document that was compiled by PwC. So um, they basically share what they thought would happen during that time and how hotel prices or like hotel room rates would increase and the best countries for potential investors to be opening a hotel. I found this information quite interesting and obviously um, this document was compiled pre-COVID so it would actually be nice to get an updated report but one thing that I found Found quite interesting are uh, they listed these countries these african countries as the best to invest in so i'm just going to read out the list for you guys so nigeria is projected to be the fastest growing market from a revenue perspective over the next five years according to this report while south africa is the next um after nigeria then kenya tanzania and lastly mauritius is the slowest growing of the five countries so that's very interesting and I will share this document for those who are interested in reading it. Today's guest on the other hand, he is a serial entrepreneur on the journey of starting a hotel chain in Africa. He has actually opened his first hotel right here in Johannesburg in South Africa. So I'll let him introduce himself. A playlist original. Hi Gabriel, thank you so much for taking time to chat to me today. I want to find out more about who are you, where are you from, and how did you get into the hospitality industry? Uh, sure. No, thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on the show. Um, yeah, my name is Gabriel Lavelle. I'm a serial entrepreneur um, from Everett, Washington, which is essentially the place where uh, most airplanes are manufactured. Um, grew up in Washington State and, and moved to New York about 10 years ago. Uh, throughout my different ventures of, you know, different type of business avenues from fashion to ATMs and coffee shops, stuff like that, I fell upon Airbnb about six years ago. Um, and within doing that, that is really what transformed my life into going into more of the hospitality route. So uh, my business partner and I ended up acquiring a lot of properties throughout America. Then I started to go international. And essentially wanted to do something with a little bit more of a purpose that encompassed all the things that I cared about. And that's when I came up with Day's House. So speaking of Day's House, can you tell us more about the concept, how long it took to get the project going, and what have you learned so far? Uh, sure. So the concept is basically, um, it's a contemporary take on Africanism. Um, it's a boutique hotel where we try to keep it at a very uh, intimate size. So we don't do hotels over 50 units. Um, our goal is to expand throughout the continent and essentially highlight different countries throughout the continent by supporting local artisans in each country. Um, and it took me about, well, I guess from concept, maybe two years, I guess. Um, it was pretty quick, to be honest, and it would have been faster. I had a different property in I know you're from South Africa, so there was another property in Melville uh, that I that I had worked out a contract on. Unfortunately, it fell through, and I ended up in observatory after doing a bunch of research and, um, you know, love the project. But it, from concept to fruition, probably about 
two years. But it's honestly, um, if you go from the original concept of what I had to now, it looks almost, it, it, it's night and day. It doesn't look anything like it did. Wow, interesting. So tell me more about your vision. I read on your website that you want to create a boutique chain of hotels across Africa. So which African countries are you looking um, to expand in? And um, any tips for somebody who would like would like to start a hotel in Africa? So what, what should they know? Sure. Um, so as far as where we want to expand, we're looking at every country. Um, Obviously, we need to make sure it makes business sense, economical sense, and is actually a good fit for the country. We don't want to come in and bring a concept that doesn't necessarily fit. So we're very intentional about what we do, and we try to make sure that we're including locals and we're we're constantly bouncing ideas between ourselves and people that are on the ground. Um, Some of the countries that we're looking into right now currently, um, I'm doing a survey on uh, property in Nigeria, um, Nairobi, Morocco is, we're, we're pretty close to closing a deal in Morocco and a couple of different countries in West Africa as well. As far as starting a hotel in Africa, like if you want to start a hotel chain, um, yeah, look up the laws, have a good amount of capital or access to capital and um, really take your time because there's not a lot of people that, that have done it and it's for a reason. It's pretty tough because laws change so drastically between countries and also economically, the economics are so different between countries to find a consistent business model is pretty tough. Um, so this is why you'll see the branded Marriott's and the, you know, not necessarily an African boutique hotel brand. Um, but this is something where we're really looking to hit on, you know, take, take on head first and, and be one of the first ones to really expand this thing. Yeah, that's that's amazing. So, speaking of um, African countries, what uh, what are some things to take into consideration when you choose a country? Uh, culture, contemporary climate, what's lacking, what people actually want. You know, how can we infuse ourselves with the current culture without gentrifying, but rather uplift the culture? Um, and just providing conversation. So we look at it from a very esoteric standpoint. Like it's not necessarily just driven by numbers because a lot of these things um, in certain countries, like let's say Togo, uh, you don't have necessarily this type of a product, right? So we're always constantly asking ourselves philosophical questions and then matching those with the numbers. So speaking of hotels, so I work in like, I guess I would, could say I work in the hotel industry and I manage a few properties for clients around the world. So in the US, in Bali and Thailand, and I also own um, a few properties myself. So um, when it comes to choosing like booking platforms, um, we usually take into consideration like the percentage that they take. And um, I wanted to ask you as a hotelier, like a hotel person, what um do you like what do you think about only having uh people like have the option of booking on your website do you think that's a good business deal in terms of like not having to pay for commission because you said um you have a lot of airbnbs so i want to know how does like airbnb work because i i've never like used the platform so um can you tell us more about like airbnb sure um well 
I will say that I'm going to give you a caveat to say that Airbnb has changed its terms and conditions as of recently. So um, I I can't speak. Well, I know what the numbers have been for me, but uh, it may not be the same for everybody because essentially what they've done now is they've created a sliding scale of commission. So originally it was 3% from the owner, Three or 3% from the host, 3% from the guest. Now what they've done, they've identified that there's a lot of commercial operators. So they've created a sliding scale based on your location, based on the revenue and whatever else they're calculating. So it can go up to, I believe, 15 or 17% now. Uh, so for me, um, well, let me answer the first question, which is what do I think about being uh, on, bookable only on the website? You have to have a pretty strong audience for that. Um, if you're only going to be bookable on the website, you can do that, but you have to have a pretty big offering and you have to have a big audience. Um, I personally would rather people would, would rather drive the experience to my website. Cause I think my website's better than booking.com and Airbnb. However, um, you're missing out on a lot of opportunity if you do that, depending on your location. So for instance, uh, here in Joburg, I had never used booking.com before I set up properties here. So I set up an Airbnb in Santon and I set up an Airbnb in Mabinang and um, was realizing that, okay, Santon was doing okay, but Mabinang, I needed booking.com, which was really interesting, which is just something I wasn't familiar with. And um, not, not the hugest fan of their platform, <laughs> but it is something that, uh, that you kind of have to take into account when you're looking at, okay, what's the norms in the area? What's the low hanging fruit? And can I raise my prices or can I adjust to make it make sense, especially during off season, right? So we personally, especially because we're small and we're new, uh, we have to be, or not have to be, but we want to be on all platforms to capture as much as we can. Um, commission is not necessarily the hugest issue when you're first starting because you want people to become familiar with the brand. So it's, a, it's almost a price to pay for marketing in a sense. Um, so that's my take on that. As far as Airbnb, um, like I said, I've, I've had many Airbnbs uh, managed and owned and operated over 60, 70 at this point. And um, I mean, I love Airbnb as a platform. I think it's, it's changing and evolving and we'll see where it's going to go. But I highly recommend it depending on where you are, right? Um, LA, I have property as well. Um, my property stay booked out on Airbnb and it's because of the experiences that we've created there. So it really just depends, but most likely I'd say in most cases, Airbnb is a pretty good play. So what are some tips you have for somebody who would like to get into property investing through opening hotels? Well, there's, there's a couple of different ways, right? Uh, you can be a passive owner or an active owner. Um, typically, there's a few different routes as far as how to open up a hotel. There's the leasee agreement, which is you go to a developer or you go to a commercial space, almost like a retail store, and you rent it out from somebody. Um, there's owner operators like myself who own the building and then also operate it. Um, and then there's obviously, you know, real estate investment trust, which just means you take a little bit of money and you can invest it in a company. And also you can invest in owner operators like myself as well. So it really depends on if you're looking to be passive or active. Um, as an owner operator, I think um, 
if you're looking to get into the position that I've made for myself, it, it, it takes a lot of research, a lot of courage and backing. Um, I'd say that it's great to have partnerships. It's great to work with somebody who has experience doing it, especially in the area that you want to do it. Um, because you're going to walk into a lot of things, even if you have experience in the hotel industry, if you don't have direct, you know, uh, hotel, your owning experience, or if you don't have direct experience in the area that you want to go into, you're going to reach hurdles and barriers that you may not have um, had to deal with if you weren't, uh, if you had somebody on your side that was already experienced in that, right? So I guess those would, those would be my tips. Um, you know, really figure out, do I want to do a Marriott? Do I want to do something big? Do I want to have a boutique, a unique experience? Or am I looking for numbers? Do I identify in my area that you know, we're opening up a new football stadium. So we need a hotel that side. I mean, there's, there's so many different opportunities throughout the world and how you can approach them. The more research, the better. Um, and really just taking your time and building that network of people and that support system. That's amazing. Yeah, that's really insightful. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, how can we contact you? Sure, sure. You can contact me via email. Uh, it's gabriel at dayshouse.com. It's D-A-Z-E house.com. Um, my Instagram is at dayshouseSA. Um, yeah, reach out to me there. Love this episode? Make sure to visit our website www.unpack.co.za to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic bonus content. If you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply told a friend about us, that would be helpful too. Thank you for listening.